0: From E-Town Hall in the foothills of the Rocky Mountains, it's E-Town with this week's musical guests from the San Francisco Bay Area, AJ Lee and Blue Summit, and Grammy Award winner and member of the Bluegrass Music Hall of Fame, Peter Rowan. I'm Helen Forster. Join me now in welcoming our host, Nick Forster.
1: Thank you, Ellen. Thanks, everybody. Welcome to E Town Hall. Big stuff happening at E Town this week. Uh, many of you know that for a long, long time I was deep in the bluegrass world, traveling and touring with Hot rise starting in the '70s. Some of us remember the '70s. <clears throat> and uh, and what was cool about that moment in time in the bluegrass world is that it was transitional. It was the the founders and the pioneers of bluegrass music were still working and touring and playing festivals. There weren't that many bands, and uh, we were among the newbies. And so it was an incredible opportunity for me as a young kid in my early 20s to get out and meet and play music with a bunch of my heroes and some real legends in bluegrass music. So that was pretty cool. And bluegrass has something that is especially cool, which is that Since the mid-60s, there have been bluegrass festivals. And the thing that happens at a bluegrass festival is that people go, and they camp, and they stay in some beautiful place in nature, and they hang out, and a lot of times they bring their families. And they not only listen to music, but they play music. So you go to the campground, tons of bluegrass fans are also players and singers. And those kids grow up to be players and singers. So what we have for you guys this week if somebody representing that kind of legend category, and we have somebody who was one of those kids who went to the festival and grew up to be a great player and a singer. So um, AJ Lee is gonna be up here in a little while, and she's been playing, recording, singing since she was very, very young. She's got a great band. And at first, Pete Rowan, born and raised in Massachusetts, moved to Nashville and started working with Bill Monroe as a member of his Bluegrass Boys in 1964. And um, recorded with Bill and toured with Bill. And then pretty soon after that, he started keeping the spirit of and the inspiration of Musical Live. He was in Sea Train. He was in Earth Opera. He, of course, as many of you know, co-founded Old and in the Way. And he was in Mule Skinner. And he kept on making music and writing songs and recording. And he does that still to this day at the age of 81. He is touring and recording and singing and playing. And uh, it's great to have him here. We've known each other a long time. So would you please help me welcome back to E-Town, now living in uh, the Bay Area in California, Peter Ron.
2: Thank you. You know, some years ago, when I was with the band C-Train, we recorded this song, and George Martin was our producer, and he he did a, such a good job on this tune. And when I came out to California, and I had written a song called Land of the Navajo, Driving Across the Country, and finally found uh, some people that really sort of understood what I was trying to say musically, and that was Jerry Garcia, David Grisman, Vassar Clemens, and John Kahn. And, uh, and Jerry was making a solo record at the time. And it, was, it came out, it was called Garcia. And he heard this song of mine, and he recorded it. And he, he didn't know that it was really about a dog that had run away. You know? <laughs> but he overdubbed wolves in the background. Wow. Howling in the distance. And uh,
1: he understood you.
2: He understood. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, we like to do our rendition of that now, it's called The Mississippi Moon. Thank you. Well, it's wonderful to be back here on E Town with Nick and Helen and all the gang.
3: I played my last high card But I could not leave the game game has ended at last in the cold gray light of dawn the hands of time untied the blinds in the morning
1: To E-Town. So good Thank to see you. you. Good to have you here. Good to hear you play and sing. Thank you. There is nobody like you. There is nobody like old Pete Rowan. Now, Bill Monroe used to address you in the plural, as I recall. Pete, Pete yeah. Rowans. Pete Rowans. <laughs> yeah. Um, you're a good voice. You sound good. Um, I do want to talk a little bit about your uh, musical journey I'm just imagining that you, as a guy who grew up in Massachusetts and must have been fascinated by music, whatever you were hearing, you were soaking it in, lapping it up. But somehow you had the drive, with Bill Keith's help, to get to Nashville and to get the gig, singing with Father of Bluegrass Music, a to mic, shoulder, shoulder yep. to shoulder, sharing a mic, um, driving on the Bluegrass Breakdown and doing yeah. all that stuff. Dell McCurry said that
2: Bill used to, Del was a little shy and he used to back off the mic. and. Bill would say, crowd me now, crowd me.
1: (laughs) Um, What are three things you learned from your time working with Bill Monroe? Well,
2: you know, when I was with him, I was 22 to, to about 25, going on 26. And he was in his 50s. He'd been on the Grand Ole Opry for 25 years. And he used to say, you know, in these long night drives after shows going off to some other place through the Kentucky night, you know, and in some car that might not break down. And uh, I just remember him saying, just out of sort of nowhere, don't ever give up, Pete. Don't ever give up. Oh. I think after a while we start to see how much drive it takes or took Bill, you know, to, to never give up and never,
1: never lose sight of his vision. That was not a great time in his career either, the well, early 60s. Elvis,
2: Elvis and, and yeah. electric honky-tonk yeah. country
1: had taken over
2: the airwaves, and Bill was a, a hit songwriter. Blue Moon of Kentucky was a hit, as was Kentucky Waltz. And uh, he had been up on the charts, and he had done well. We used to rehearse, and he would sit aside and go through his mail while we rehearsed for him. And um, he would just he had a little penknife, and he'd open each one, and... A lot of them would just go right in the wastebasket, and and then he'd look at one, and he'd put it in his hat. And I figured that the ones that went in the hat were the royalty statements that were, you know.
1: Thank you, Elvis. Uh, Thank
2: you, and I did learn from that. Uh, When when I heard a reporter ask Bill, "Uh, Mr. Monroe, uh, do you think Elvis has desecrated bluegrass music by doing your song, Blue Moon of Kentucky? And Bill said, no, sir, them were powerful chicks.
1: Huh. I learned that from him. Yeah. I mean Bill uh, Bill was a driven creative force and tapped into something really cosmic. He had into my ear anyway. He had that uh, deep connection with the music. Mm-hmm. Um, he also had some bad habits. He was not a drinker. That um, is a really bad habit for me. <laughs> I guess I set that one up for you, didn't I? That lob landed right
2: square. Yeah, right, landed right square in the, yeah, court, right, yeah. right
1: square in the <laughs> sweet spot there. That's funny. Uh, well, listen, I, I think we all benefited. Again, we, you can hear the records that um, Bill Monroe and Pete Rowan recorded. Um, why don't we just talk about David Grisman for a minute? Like You met when you were really young, and what did you see in him that you recognized that you could share? David had his own... Uh, personal, you know, lifestyle that took
2: him to the West and he played with Jerry Garcia and the Grateful Dead. And when I left Bill Monroe, he had come back to Boston and we moved in together. David was a great companion, a great listener and communicator of the joy of music. Yeah. And um, one of the last people that had recorded us as a, just a bluegrass or string band players was Paul Rothschild. And at that time when we signed with Electra, Paul Rothschild was producing a band called The Doors and then so we got to open for The Doors yeah, yeah.
1: now what now did, we're talking what did you learn from what did you learn from Jim Morrison <laughs> that's top secret <laughs> wow okay well this, the saga continues we're not going to touch on everything but I just I love sharing these stories with um, our listeners our yeah. audience quickly what did you take in from the way uh, Jerry Garcia listens to music?
2: Well, Jerry was listening to everything from Rastafarian horns to Jamaican horns playing uh, gospel tunes, and we'd go up and listen to it at his house. And um, when I was saying Land of the Navajo and I was singing the ending, you know, and I kind of looked over at him like, that's probably enough, right? And he, he goes,
3: yeah, man.
2: <laughs> more. <laughs>
0: so that's what I learned
2: that's from Jerry. That's what you learned from Jerry. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Do that some more. Do it more. Yeah. And uh, yeah. There's awesome. just so many uh, stories about that era. Well,
1: uh, I think the, the other thing I just want to mention before we, we're going to play here in a minute, but um, I think about all these iconic players whose voices are so distinctive, and you've been able to weave them into your sound and onto your records. People like Vassar Clements, Flaco Jimenez, just amazing players. Of course, all our posse of the Jerry Douglas, Stuart Duncan, Tim O'Brien, all those people. But you've cast a wide net and you've, you've expanded the, the palette that people think about this kind of music, it, you know, which is a big deal. So, I Thank appreciate Thank you, it. I appreciate that, Nick. Yeah. 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 We are going to chat a little more later in the show, but right now we're going to get back to music. You are listening to E-Town. Please welcome back Mr. Peter Rowan. Don't ever give up. Don't ever give up. And more. <laughs> Do got some more. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Boo! Christian Teal and Adam Bodine and Eric Turin on the bass Helen from singing Harmony his latest record is calling calling you from my mountain Pete's going to be back to sing a lot more later on in the show
0: Your visit to E-Town is made possible in part by the Scientific and Cultural Facilities District, or SCFD, one of the largest cultural funding mechanisms in the United States, supporting nearly 300 organizations in the greater Denver area. By the way, did you know that there are over 2,000 videos on the E-Town YouTube channel? You can go to that and watch them all and stay up to date with our latest video offerings by just subscribing. You're listening to E-Town.
1: Nick Forster, you're listening to e 10 We got much more music coming up from Pete Rowan uh, in a little while, but right now I'm going to tell you about what's coming up immediately. Um, A.J. Lee grew up in a musical family out in the country in uh, Northern California with horses and chickens and the whole thing. She is the youngest of five kids. She got a lot of encouragement to sing from her mom, who's also a singer, and uh, apparently she was lifted up to the microphone to sing starting when she was about four which I'm sure was really cute, but apparently was also good. So that was where it all started. Many of you have heard of Molly Tuttle, great guitar player, songwriter, singer, uh, who's been on e 10 before. Molly's dad, Jack Tuttle, was a, a busy and beloved music teacher. He helped zillions of kids in the Bay Area get better, hone their skills, particularly on all the bluegrass instruments, obviously including his own kids. He had a family band called the Tuttles, That included uh, Molly and her two brothers, Sullivan and Michael. And then they added a singer who was not his kid. So a family band, but then out comes, here comes this other girl. And it was because she's such a great singer. Um, The Tuttles became the Tuttles with AJ Lee. They put out their first record together when she was 12. She's now 25. She plays the mandolin. She's been voted Best Female Vocalist by the Northern California Bluegrass Society seven times. Uh, Her latest record is called I'll Come Back. They just had a rousing set at Rocky Grass. She's got a killer band. Please welcome to E-Town for their first visit, A.J. Lee and Blue Summit.
4: Well, it's a pleasure for us to be here. We're excited to play some tunes. We're going to start with a song that I finished writing recently. This is called Hillside.
5: It's been
6: many years
5: since I was made
4: playing one of the guitars, we've got Sully Tuttle, and he is going to sing you one now.
7: There's one uh, more of a jazzy swing kind of song I learned from Bob Wills, it's called Who Walks In When I Walk Out. Who walks in when I walk out, who gives you that high, baby, who's that, you got me jealousy in when i walk out don't you know you're mine, baby who said got me worried too now when we kiss i kind of miss something that used to be and every day that i'm away i get the feeling that you're fooling me now who walks in when i walk out who gives you that high baby who said got me jealous of you That high, baby. Who said, it? got me jealous of you? Who walks in when I walk out? Don't you know you're my baby? Who said, it? got me worrying too? Now, when we kiss, I kind of miss something that used to be. And every day that I'm away, I get the feeling you're fooling me now. Who walks in when I walk out? Who gives you that high, baby? Who said, it? got me jealous of you? jealous of you.
1: Hey, Jay Lee, welcome to E Town. So good to hear you and your band. Um, the kids can pick.
4: You guys, have been, you guys
1: have, been, have been doing this for a while. It's awesome.
4: Yep, been doing it for. Many, many years.
1: It's interesting because your band is um, so versatile and so talented, you could go in almost any kind of direction. Mm. I guess it means that whatever you come up with is going to work for your band.
4: Well, in theory. Yeah. (laughs) It's not always the case. You know, I'll write something maybe a little bit out of the box and I'll bring it up and we'll all be like, nah, nah, we can't do that. And then I'll recycle it maybe like two or three years later, be like, let's try this again. And we'll give it another shot. And somehow we like twist it and turn it into a way where somehow it always ends up working
1: out. Yeah. What are some of the things that make it not feel like it can work in your band?
4: Well, I'll give an example. We're doing a song uh, that I wrote called Sick on a Plane now. Oh, there you go. That I wrote several years ago. Yeah. It's goofy, silly experience. Yeah, it's a youthful song. Yeah, it's very youthful, very kind of almost metal-y <laughs> kind of sound. So, yeah, that's one of those we had to... I really had to do some convincing. <laughs>
1: yeah, I can see that. Yeah, If you go to sort of all the way to thrash metal, you might actually, like, not... They yeah. might not go with it.
4: Yeah, you well, can try to do every genre, but it doesn't always mean you should.
1: <laughs> um, I know you weren't sick on a plane recently, but I will just mention that you had a hellacious trip out here to Colorado because your flight from Boston was canceled. Mm -hmm. You had to, what, rent a car?
4: Yeah, well, so our flight was supposed to be, I think, at 6.30 p.m., and, you know, we got to the airport around, like, 4, and then 11 o'clock comes around, and they're like, it's canceled. There was no other flights out of Boston or anywhere except for one in Philly, so we're like, how are we going to get there? We rented two vehicles, and we drove five and a half hours to Philly to catch an 8 a.m. flight and got to Denver at 10.50 and then played a show at 5. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, the touring is uh, made for the young. That's a, that's a, that's a good thing. Um, I don't know if you remember this, but I saw you play um, probably 10 or 12 years ago, so probably when you were about 12, I guess, Mm. uh, playing with the Tuttles at a festival in Oakland. And um, I was just really impressed with the whole scene. And you knew those kids. Mm. And so to be invited to join a family band must have been kind of a surprise and an honor.
4: (laughs) Oh, it was definitely an honor. I grew up with most of them. Sully and I... We became friends, I think, around seven or eight. He's about two years older than me. So yeah. we grew up playing music. So my concept he's of in like... Your band now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the concept of like who's who and like who's cool and who's not didn't really phase me at seven years old. Right. But I realized, you know, after playing music with the Tuttles for so long, I was definitely in the presence of some cool people from yeah. a really young age. Yeah. So it's always been a pleasure awesome. playing with them.
1: And also being in Northern California, I think you're also exposed to other songwriters and, and people like Kate Wolf and Lori Lewis and other women who are writing songs and playing. And I, I wonder if that was a an inspiration or a, a connection that you made when you were coming up.
4: My biggest influence actually has been my mom, and uh, especially in my songwriting. And I don't know how much she likes when I say this, but I think she's definitely my worst critic. Ah. (laughs) So every time I've had a song, I'm like, Mom, what do you think of this? You know, I'm just like, oh, I just want her to say she likes it. She's always like, you know, that's really good, but this line here, you could say something else. And to this day, I've always appreciated how much feedback that my mom oh, wow. would give me. And not just support. She always supported me, but she always wanted to yeah. help improve you know, what I wanted to do so That's I could cool. be great in anything that, that I wanted to do, was their the, view.
1: The tough love worked.
4: It sure did. Yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> and am I right that your grandfather was like a stride piano player in the sort of Fats Waller tradition?
4: Yeah, yeah. Where'd you find all this information? Hey, listen.
1: <laughs> I do uh, I do a little sleuthing around. There's this thing called the internet that you kids probably know about. There's a lot of stuff
4: it. on the internet, though.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Um, I read another thing uh, during my deep dive into your data. <clears throat> <laughs> um, no, I just read, you said a funny quote that stuck with me and I'm not going to get it exactly right. But you basically said something like, I don't want to become another Taylor Swift and just write songs about breakups.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and, um, you know, I would say some might argue Taylor Swift is kind of crushing it. <laughs>
4: Everyone's got their thing. If, you, if you're good at writing breakup songs, you're, you're good at that. But yeah, yeah I, I think I kind of know what, where you're coming from. I think I just, yeah, I, I like being a little bit different, playing the mandolin and, you know, not just being a woman who sings about their, you know, relationships and strums the guitar and whatnot. Yeah. But that being said, Taylor Swift is crushing it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, also, you came up in Bluegrass, and there's a lot of happy songs about murder and death. So it's like, yeah. you know.
4: Exactly. I'm, yeah. Yeah, you uh, you can
1: handle that stuff too. Yeah,
4: I've, I was birthed into a path already. Yeah,
1: <laughs> well, listen, I'm so glad you got a chance to stop by. We're anxious to hear some more music. Thanks for coming to town.
4: Oh, thanks for having us. Yeah,
1: welcome back if you would, A.J. Lee from Blue Summit.
4: <laughs> We're gonna do one more song here for you. And again, this is just an honor for us to be here. Uh, we've always heard a lot of great things about E-Town and we're happy to be part of it. This is called Faithful.
5: so hard i've been sitting here for many hours tonight still i try i try for you i always gave my very best but you wanted to put my faith to the test like a broken record playing on my heart you scared all the best parts well hey 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 give my best to your family You got Maybe time come through all its part and move this wounded, hopeful heart. For all the things I've tried to make you see, you still wanted to change me. Well, hey, 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 hey. Give my best to your family. If you want a love that's true and tried and faithful, you can't talk it, you gotta walk
6: it.
1: AJ Lee and Blue Summit. We've got Jan Karat on the fiddle, Forrest Morwitz on the bass, Sullivan Tuttle on guitar, Scott Gates on guitar and vocals, and AJ Lee on mandolin. The record's called I'll Come Back. AJ Lee and Blue Summit.
0: This portion of E Town is made possible by the Bohemian Foundation, building stronger communities through the Bohemian qualities of creativity and imagination. On the web at bohemianfoundation.org. You're listening to E-Town.
1: I'm Nick Forster, you are listening to E-Town. I want to say hello to some listeners who are hearing E-Town on stations like WDSE, the North 103.3 in the North, up in Duluth, Minnesota. On uh, WDRT in Davis, California, and on WITH in Ithaca, New York, thanks for tuning in. As always, if you'd like to learn more about what we're up to, see photos, or especially some of the great videos that we're making from all these shows, lots of stuff is online at etown.org. Um, Pete Rowans is coming back. Uh, come on out, Pete. Um, one of the beauties of getting older, there's a kind of collected uh, wisdom that comes from all the experiences. And you've often in my experience, not just thinking about the practical side, but thinking about the spiritual side of music and the connection that music can make to other cultures. You've played a lot of music in other countries to people who don't speak English, but you connect. You the song gets through.
2: Well, I, I once played for the Italian Communist Party in a big festival, and they gave me a flag and an apron with the stars, you know, the the whole. I learned from playing those kinds of places. I didn't speak the, the language at all, the Italian, you know, but I, I could emote and relate to them on the emotional level somehow. And it just made me a, a better singer. And I, it, it made me feel a, sort of a universality of music. And, yeah. uh, and then, you know, this whole idea of enchantment an incantation, enchantment.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: These are words that have a meaning, you know, in the the mystery of the nine muses and how in ancient cultures, you know, very dedicated to the musical ideas. Well, I, I think the ideas maybe came from the invocation of, of the, the spiritual world. And that, some of that interested me. And it just led me to work with people from other cultures, especially When I ended up in Texas... uh...
1: (laughs) There's another culture for you. Yeah.
2: Well, it was very different in those days. Uh, San Antonio hadn't been gentrified. Yeah. And it was all wooden buildings everywhere, botanicas. There was no air conditioning, so people were hanging out outside on their steps and their porches, and there was a lot of communication. And the first band I saw was... uh, the accordion, trumpet, and snare drum. And I thought, well, yeah, that's bluegrass of another kind, you know. Um, Bill Monroe used to tell me, he said, Pete, don't go too far out on that limb. There are enough flowers out there already. (laughs) (laughs) But he did say things that were really, uh, you know, sing it clean, sing it true. No matter what culture uh, I would find myself in, if I I followed the, the basic rule of... Sing it pure, you know, and...
1: Uh, and by that you mean like getting into the deepest part of the song. Yeah, kind of, it's a breath, breath, breathing, yeah. yeah. Let, let the song kind of take over inside you. Yeah. Um, Pete, I appreciate you uh, sharing that because I think it is, uh, it's a spiritual practice. Cultures around the world rely on music and rhythm yeah. to connect and to bond to each other.
2: And also, you know, at that time there was, an, in the Native American movement, there was a, an openness to sit in the wiki-ups and the sweat lodges and and even the peyote lodges, which are you know still going today, the Native American church. And it all involves music. It all involves invoking the spirit. And um, that's always just been my, my calling. And uh, you sit there with the hot rocks and the sizzling and you're sweating and Somebody is singing a beautiful song to all of creation. You know, it just affects you. And it made me realize that it's just much more than, uh, than the very narrow focus of the music world in, trapped in the music business. And I have to say, E-Town has really opened the doors for so much of uh, the expansion of, of the music and the spirit. Don't you think? Yeah.
1: Speaking of um, being free and inspired and and overcome with the moment, Pete's got a song.
2: All right, man. (laughs) We're going to (laughs) pick.
6: Yeah.
1: So much along with the E-tones, Christian and Adam. Thank you, thank Aaron, you, Alan. We're gonna do one more song for you right now. We got together right before um, the show started, and we found a nice song that's actually an old Tom Paxton tune that um, meets us all right in the middle. I want to thank all our guests for being on the show. Of course, thanks to A.J. Lee and Blue Summit. Thanks to the E-Tones and Helen Forrester. Thanks to Pete Rowan. Thanks to all of our volunteers and our crew, engineers, all the folks who work hard to make these shows happen. I'm Nick Forrester. Hope you can be with us next week right here in E-Town.
5: There's a lesson too late for the learning Made of sand. In the wing of an eye, my soul.
0: This is a production of E-Town.
1: All right, there you have it. Some bluegrass music from the West Coast. A.J. Lee and Blue Summit. Legendary singer and songwriter Peter Rowan. It's great to hear Pete's stories. I'm Nick Forster. Thank you for listening.